Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good afternoon, or shall I say, good evening, saints. Today is Monday. It is July the 10th of the year 2023. I want to first apologize for not sharing an episode this weekend. I am very transparent. I was extremely tired. I was busy from Saturday morning at 5 uh, a.m. all the way until Sunday evening at 6 p.m. And when I got home late Saturday and late Sunday, I was just too exhausted. And I did, I apologize to God. So I know if he forgave me, so can you. Now, for those of you who are not aware, I am the host, the founder and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. Now today, I am not going to share the episode that I was going to share this past weekend. I will share it this coming Saturday because I want to get it out the way, it's going to be the opening of a series that I'm working on. But instead, I'm going to share an excerpt from the Race, Religion, and Racism series that um, my apostle, my bishop, my doctor, Dr. Frederick Casey Price Sr., he was Dr. Price when he started this series back in 1997. I never played this before. For those of you who were listening to um, Learning Bible Truth Ministries earlier this year and last year, I played a lot of excerpts from the Race, Religion, and Racism series from Dr. Price. And let me tell you, it is my most listened to episodes. And I don't have a problem with that because you are learning Bible truth. Now, this is a part of his introduction. It took five weeks for his introduction to be completed. That ought to tell you something. But I'm going to show um, this too. It is FP2000B. This is where he is talking about God shows no partiality. We are one nation made from one blood. And next week I will at least get episode one out of the way. I'm not going to tell you what my series is about because you guys will be like, oh no, we want to hear that now. No, you're going to listen to this. Uh, you guys know I love you. I'm just, I'm still studying. I'm still tired. I need to rest today. Um, I'm going to be busy this weekend, but not as busy as the past weekend. So I want you to sit back and listen to this race, religion, and racism. We are talking about race, religion, and racism. Race, religion, and racism. And last Sunday, I started this series, and I began by introducing some things to you. 
So I want to at least say this part again for the benefit of new viewers and people that are watching perhaps for the first time. This is a very controversial subject matter. Most people don't want to deal with it. And consequently, they will do everything they can to skirt the issue. But I believe that I have been giving a, given a mandate by God to deal with this area of problem in our nation, primarily in the church. I'm a minister of the gospel. I am a Christian. I believe in the Bible. I believe in God Almighty, Jehovah the Creator. I believe in Jesus Christ, Savior, Redeemer, High Priest, and someday coming King. And so consequently, I have a concern, as well as the Father God, that there is racism running rampant in the church. And as I said last time, and we read scripture where Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. He didn't say we were the light of the church or the salt of the church, but he said we're the light of the world. So we should be giving the world an example. <laughs> and we are, and we have. But it's one of them kind of very poor examples. And so consequently, as the scripture also says, judgment must begin at the house of God. And so that's what we're dealing with. So because of the nature of the subject, I know from past experience, just on a very few things that I was just led to say off the cuff, that people can't handle it. And so they want to write me letters. I don't have time to read some stupid, ignorant letter. I, in, I, I want people who have been blessed and helped by the ministry, of course, to share that the fact that they have been blessed, but I don't need any letters of criticism. I don't have time. If you don't agree with the subject matter, as I told you last time, there's an up channel and a down channel and an off and on button on your television set. And so consequently, all you got to do is turn it off. You don't have, there's no obligation to listen to me. But this message is for certain people and they will hear the message. So I told you, if you want to write me a letter, that's fine. But... You've got to put your name on the letter and you have to have a return address on the letter because I reserve the right to read your letter over the air. And I want everybody in the area where you live, your neighbors, I want them to know that this is you writing the letter. So that's why I need your name. See, that's what's been wrong if all this business has been done in a clandestine way, undercover, behind closed doors. But, but, we, but, but Jack is out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put this all out. I'm going to put it right on front page. See? And so it's going to be uncovered. So I, I, if, if a letter comes into my office, I'm instructing my people that if a letter comes in, whether positive or negative, and that letter does not have a name on it and a return address, I will not watch my lips. I will not read it. So save your ink, your paper, and above all, your stamp. Okay? If you want to write, that's fine, but you're going to have to make it right out in the open because I'm going to read it. If it's negative, I'm going to read it. If it's positive, I'm going to read it. I want everybody to know just how you feel about it. Now, um, last time we left off talking about the fact that it appears, as I said a moment ago, that Jesus said that we're supposed to be the light of the world and the and the salt of the earth, but I think a lot of Christians think that he meant that we were to be the taillight, when in fact he actually meant for us to be the headlight. And so we have problems in this racial situation. Now, racism, and when I get into that segment of the 
actual series, I'll give a definition of it. But for right now, just for the practical application of terminology so that you'll understand what I'm talking about, when I say racism, because that racism really has to do with an economic situation. But what we have come traditionally to call racism is really, in fact, racial and ethnic and color prejudice. Okay? Racial, ethnic, and color prejudice. And it's gone under the general title of racism. And, of course, that could be a part of it, too. But anyway, when I use the term racism, I mean racial for right now. For right now. I mean racial and ethnic color prejudice, where people have a problem with your color. And primarily, it's white people who have a problem with black people, with their color. Now, I gave you some things when we talked about, talked about it last time, and, and I know that some of these things could be intimidative, and I don't mean to be that way. I just want to be honest about this. Uh, I am a person that has no hang-ups. I have no hidden agendas. I don't have any phobias. I'm not afraid of anything or anybody, and I just believe in the truth. I have a principle that I operate on, which is called full disclosure. I believe in letting it all hang out, okay? And so I'm going to talk just like you talk on the street. I'm going to talk just like you talk across your dinner table. I'm going to talk just like you talk in your bed when your husband and wife talk about the niggas down there in, in South Central L.A. I'm going to use those terms. I'm not trying to be crass. I'm not trying to be uh, offensive, but I just want to talk the way you talk. I want to be sure you understand what I'm talking about. And I guarantee you I will make you very aware of what I'm talking about, but I want to use terms that y'all use on the street because that's where all this stuff is going on, okay? Now, last time we stopped off that, uh, with, the, with, this, uh, with the scripture, and I, I, we're not going to read it again, but I, it, I mentioned it a moment ago, where it talks about judgment must begin in the house of God. And I said that the attitude of the Christian towards racial ethnic and color differences in mankind should be the same as God's. Okay, let me say that again. I said the attitude of Christians towards racial, ethnic, and color differences in mankind should be the same as God's. Our attitudes, if we are God's children and claim to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord, then our attitude towards mankind from an ethnic, racial, and color perspective ought to be the same as God's. Is that reasonable? I mean, is that unreasonable? I mean, shouldn't, don't you think? Then we ought to think like our Father thinks. See, we ought to think like God thinks about it. So we want to find out from the scripture, how does God view, how does God see racial and ethnic differences? You know, we have, I used this term last time, people use the term uh, the white race and the black race and the brown race and the yellow race and the red race. Well, there is no such thing. It's a misnomer. There's only one race and it's the human race. And if you're in it, then you're in the human race. There is no black, brown, red, or red. It's just different shades of the same race. Because as I pointed out before, God is the creator. And so if there is a distinct, definite black race, God created it. If there is a distinct and definite white race, God created it. If there's a dis 
distinct and definite yellow race or brown race or red race, then God created him. That means there's five creations. And I can't find in the Bible but one creation. Uno. One. That's all I've been able to find. And I've read the Bible many, many, many times from cover to cover. I'm a student of the word of God. Doesn't mean I know everything. But I, I know that. And I know there ain't nothing in there about no five creation. Only one. And everybody came from the same parentage. So there is no white race, black race, brown race, yellow race, or red race. It's all one race. So our attitude towards the ethnic differences, color differences, racial differences, which are all exterior, by the way, all of those things, our attitude ought to be the same as God. Why? Because God created you. And if God created you black, it must have been all right with him. And if it's all right with him, it's got to be all right with everybody else because the rest of the folk don't count. And if he created white or red or brown or yellow, whatever, it must have been all right with him because we all came from him. So if we're all right with him, we ought to be all right with each other. And if we're not all right with each other, then you have a problem. <clears throat> okay. Now, Acts chapter 10, we looked at this last time, but, uh, and I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. This is a story of Peter. Uh, he had a housetop experience where God showed him that there is no clean or unclean and that he shouldn't call anybody common or unclean that God has cleansed. And so he was led by the Holy Spirit to go to a Gentile's home. Peter was an Orthodox Jew, and it was absolutely unheard of that an Orthodox Jew should go into a Gentile's home. I mean, the twain never met. They just did not fellowship together. And so Peter had a problem with this. And so God supernaturally revealed to him that it was all right, and that what God has cleansed, that let no man call that common. Anyway, the long, the short of the long is, Peter arrived at the man's house and asked why he had been called. The man told him about a vision that he had had of an angel, and that the angel had told him to go send to Joppa for a man named Simon Peter, and he'll tell me in my house words whereby we can be saved. That's sort of the background of the story. Now, Peter comes to the house, and the man tells him, just what I mentioned to you. And Peter came up with this wonderful revelation. See, it was a revelation to him. Because, see, up to, up to this time, the 10th chapter of Acts, geographically and historically speaking, is approximately 10 years from the day of Pentecost. And up till that time, the gospel had primarily only been given to Jews. Because Peter and the apostles thought it was an extension of the old Israelite economy. And that Christianity was simply something new. And more expanded for Jews and Jews only, not for Gentiles. And so it was a rude awakening for Peter to find out that the Gentiles also could get in on this. Now, here we go. Verse 34 and 35 said, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him, is accepted by him, is accepted by him is accepted by him. We could paraphrase it and say this, say it this way, is accepted by God Almighty. What is your problem? 
All right, listen to this now. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. Now, in the traditional King James Bible, it says no respecter of persons. So if God is no respecter of persons, wake that man up. If God is no respecter of persons, then we can't truly be God's children and be respecters of persons. Something is radically wrong. Okay, listen again. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, I, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation. How many nations? Every, every nation. Well, well, I pointed this out last time, but I, I want to reemphasize it. it. It says every nation. So would I be safe in making this delineation? Now you tell me. I'm asking from the, for the, from the court of appeal. I want you all to tell me if you, if you think this is stretching. If, 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 if. And my little brain, my mind tells me if it's every nation, then, and I want to make this real plain. That be meaning ain't no nation left out. Can y'all go along with that? Is that, that? That's my read. That it means no nations are left out. That right? Well, there is a black nation. And a white, and a red, and a brown, and a yellow, we, what we call them. So if, if no nations are left out, then that means the black nation is included. Thank you for those seven amens. I appreciate that. And hallelujah. But it says, verse 35, but in every nation, whoever fears him, that means reverences God, and works righteousness is accepted by him. So I still want to know what's your problem? That you can't accept me. What is your problem that you can't accept me but God can? You're telling me then that you're greater than God. I don't think you want to go there. I, I don't know why but I just get some strange feeling. I don't think you really want to go there. All right, let's go to another scripture, uh, Acts chapter 17. Actually, that's where we left off and we ran out of time. I need to extend these sessions. We need to do an hour and a half or something like that. It, it's... See, I have, to, I have to lay this groundwork because this racial thing, this prejudice thing, this racism thing is so deeply ingrained in America and in the church and it has to be rooted out sometimes when you have roots that go way down got to do a lot of digging and a lot of cutting in order to get down to the tap root and pull that turkey out of the ground so I've got to lay a foundation what? 
Oh, uh, that's okay. Oh, I see what you mean. I guess I see what you mean. Okay. Anyway, they're giving me some signals here because I got some things I want to do. I got to go the way I'm going. All right, Acts chapter 10. Uh, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17. Okay, Acts 17. And uh, let's go begin with verse 24. God who made the world. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Look at this. God who made the world and everything in it. Oh. All right. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hand, nor is he worshipped with men's hand as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, gives to all life, breath, and all things. Well, 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 since God gives to all life, breath, and all things, then that means God gives life and breath to white folks and black folks and yellow folks and red folks and brown folks. So I don't understand what you're crowing about like you got something special. You ain't squat. You got yours from the same place that I got mine. So what? how does that make you better than? And how does that make me inferior to you? Now, now, now let me say this. I'll get into it later with the actual scripture to, 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 to bear this out. But it may appear to some that I am angry. So I don't want you to get intimidated. I am angry. I'm angry with the holy, righteous anger. I'm angry with the same kind of anger that Jesus had when he whipped them turkeys out of the temple for selling and buying in the temple. That's the kind of anger. Okay? So. All right, let's move on. Verse 25. Nor is he worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. Since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men. And he has made from one blood every nation of men. And he has made from one blood every nation of men. And he has made from one blood every nation of men. For he, and he has made from one blood, 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 every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and have determined their, their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling. Now listen to this, verse, the first part of 26th verse, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on earth. So if God has made, see I told you there's only one race, it's just different shades of color and the only difference in that is that some people have more melanin in their skin than other people do. That, that's what makes the color, melanin. Okay, and if you don't have any melanin, you're an albino, you white as snow. But if you're what we call normal, then you have melanin to greater or lesser degrees. That's all it is. Same flesh, all, all human flesh is the same flesh. Now, watch this. God has made out of one blood. Now, this conspiracy that's been hatched here in America, and it started in the days of slavery, and it started for the purpose, as I said last time, and I'm going to have to keep going back to this, because, see, we have to find out how the thing started so that we can go back and fix it 
if we don't know why it's malfunctioning now, then we won't know how to fix it. But if we can go back to the origin and find out now how did this thing get been out of shape like this, then we can fix it. So we've got to go back. Now, a lot of people get upset with this. They say, well, why don't you just forget the past, forget the past? Okay, then why don't you forget your dad blame birthday? Why don't you forget the fact that you were born 27 years ago? If it's all right to remember that, then it's all right to remember how this garbage got started. Okay? All right. Now, so the Bible says that there's only one blood. So there ain't no such thing as black blood. That's right. And there's no such thing as white blood. Or red, brown, or yellow blood. It's all one blood. Can you read? The book says God made out of one blood. One blood. Now see, if you take groups of people... Now, we know this from interbreeding with, with animals like dogs or things. If, if you take a group of people and isolate them from the general total population, then they will inbreed together and they will develop certain strains of things that will have certain characteristics that wouldn't have in the out group out here. So that's why it might make it look like it's different, but it's the same blood. Blood is blood is blood. Now, I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not a doctor, but I think we have med medical people here. And I, 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 want, I, want to, I want to wax eloquent, eloquent and use big words every once in a while so y'all think I got some sense. And so I, I don't know what the name of the person would be, but doesn't, doesn't hematology have something to do with blood? Does that have something? Am I close to that, doctors? Uh, a person who, who studies blood or deals with blood, would that be a hematologist? Hey, I get that Gone, girl. See, see the kid. I, hey, all kind of extra. I know a little bit about nothing. I mean, anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> but now watch it. I'll guarantee you, and here's the thing that's unique. To show you that it's one blood, you can give transfusions to any racial group from any other racial group with comparable blood type. It all works. It all works. Why? Because blood is blood is blood. God only made one blood. Not six bloods, not five bloods. It said out of one blood. One blood. One blood. One blood. So there ain't no such thing as inferior blood. Black blood ain't no more inferior than white blood or red blood or brown blood or yellow blood because there's only one blood, because there's only one human race. Only one human race. You either in or you out. I mean, you're in it or you're out of it. There is no other race. Just one human race, and it's one blood. God made everybody out of one blood. So all the bloods can intermix. And all you, see, don't, again, don't take it personally and get offended, but see, you white folks that think you're so superior, 
and I'm not putting you down, but this is what's in our nation. This is what all this stuff has stemmed from, is from an idea that you are superior and all darker races are inferior. Therefore, you want to keep them separated. But that's the biggest lie ever told. Where do you think all these yellow niggas come from? all these look at this don't put the camera on her now look at this some of these black folk are white as some of you white folk where do you think that came from they don't have any yellow niggas in Africa they were made by the slave masters by mixing that superior white blood with the inferior black blood. That's how you get all these varying shades of black folk. You got them from jet black, blue black, to snow white. Minus the seven dwarfs. One blood, how many bloods? All right, go to Romans chapter 2. Oh, yeah, we're going to deal with this. But we, ought to, we have to have the same attitude that God has. And if you don't, then I question whether you know God. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, because this is what God says. He shows no partiality. Out of one blood, God made everybody. Romans chapter 2, and we'll look at verses 10 and 11. It says, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. Uh, how does it say? In the, anybody have a traditional King James? What does it say? No, I mean the part about partiality. Does it say no respect your person? Right. How, do, how, does, how does verse 11 read in the King James traditional? For there is no respecter of person with God. No respecter of person. It's the same. It means the same as partial. But it says, for there is no partiality with God. See, God shows no partiality. So you can't. Not and in, not in be a Christian. Now, you can be, you can and be a churchgoer. You can and be religious. But how can you have the Spirit of God? How can you be born by God's Spirit and not have some of God in you? And if there's no partiality with God, where do you get partiality from? Your culture. How can you say you know God and you show partiality? And he doesn't. Your daddy doesn't, but you do. Now, that's three scriptures I've given you. And the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, so I'm biblically correct, but I'm going beyond. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Page 1017 in the ever-increasing faith study Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, beginning with verse 
14, it says, For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves. Ah, live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Now, verse 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Now, that's about as plain as the nose on your left foot. You'd have to hire you somebody to help you misunderstand that. He says we don't regard anybody according to the flesh, but the church does. Christians do. And primarily white Christians. Now, don't be offended by that statement. And I'm not saying everybody. I know better than that. I know better. And I'm not talking about everybody. I know better than that. Okay. But too many. And the ones who are not haven't said anything to the ones who are to change it. So they're just as guilty. You are called under law and accessory after the fact. No, you didn't go in the bank, but you're driving a getaway car. You're an accessory after the fact. You didn't pull any gun out, didn't have a bandana on your face, but you drove the getaway car. You're an accessory after the fact. You're guilty, just like the rest of them. So if you don't say anything against it, that means you're for it. So your silence condemns you. But see, this thing, this thing started with the slave owners who were white. They weren't black. They were white. Now, there are some black people that have a bit of a touch of racism in them. Amen. But the reason they hmm. do is because it's basically reactionary racism. It's basically reactionary racism. It's racism to try to get them to keep their heads above water and keep their sanity in the face of all the other racism that they have to be confronted with on a daily basis. It's reaction. It's a reaction to the racism that, been, that has been perpetrated against us. Even this thing with the light and, and dark black people. See, the slave owners, they, they inspired all of that. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. But they inspired all of that because, see, you, if you want to keep people from rebelling against you, you've got to divide. If you can divide, you can conquer. If people ever get together and act as one, then they can exert some power and some influence. But if you can keep them scattered and fragmented, then you can control them better. So the slave owners figured that out. So they needed, they needed slaves to work inside the house, but they also needed slaves to work out in the field. And the, 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 the slaves that were in the field were called field niggers. And the, and the slaves that worked inside the house were called house niggers. And so they had a special. They were there with the white man. They were there with the boss man, with Masa. They were right under Masa's... Masa's nose. They were in Masa's house. They, they cleaned Masa's bed. They, 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 they washed Masa's sheet, sheets while the other niggas, the field niggas, were out in the field picking the cotton and picking the corn out there doing all the dirty work. So after a while, I mean, listen, people, people have to survive. And they'll find out however they can survive the best. And so they found out that, listen, if I'm a little bit lighter and I get in the house, I got it made. <laughs> and so they don't want them Negroes out in the field to get into the house because that's going to supplant their position. And so they, the, the, the slave owners use that to keep us against each other. And it's come down to us today. We've learned the lesson so well that we're still perpetrating that idiotic, stupid stuff today.
We got a whole lot of house niggas in the church. I'm going to talk about something a little later on. But here's what the word says. Can you read? Verse 16, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. So that means that I don't evaluate you according to your flesh. Then neither should you evaluate me according to my flesh. And if that's the case, then I'm good enough to marry your snow-white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed daughter. Oh, brother, does that get you? Oh, yeah. Oh, we getting ready to go to war now. Oh, oh, oh. Well, saints, that is a sample of what is to come. As you can hear, uh, Dr. Price doesn't pull any punches. His race, religion, and, and racism series lasted 19 months. It was worldwide. He opened the eyes of a lot of churches, uh, a lot of ministers who did not know the word of God, who ended up being born again, learning the word of God and started teaching Bible truth. Now, for those of you who, do, who don't know, Fred Price is the reason I became a Bible teacher. He is the reason the name of my ministry is learning Bible truth ministries, because the truth is not being told. The Bible has been distorted. Racism was used and those races who had made their way into the churches and tried to establish a biblical reason for people of color to be separated from other human beings. They couldn't find it. But by people being ignorant of the Bible, they believed whatever they were being told from the pulpit. And if the church had not given their stamp of approval on racism, racism would never have made its way through the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So church, saints, followers, <laughs> I hope you are interested in learning more. And trust me, I will share more of the race, religion and racism series after I share the opening of my new series next weekend. And until next time, saints, don't forget to hit the follow button. When you hit the follow button, you will be alerted every time I upload a new episode. So until next time, walk in love, choose Jesus, wear your cross. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App, dollar sign, Dr. Kamla D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D. 
rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.